Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our sponsors at BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me for this episode and every episode, my co-host, Nick Martin. And Nick, we always start these episodes with our favorite underdogs. This is a new one for us. We both have an underdog play in the same game, but it's not the same bet. How is that possible? You'll find out in one second. Uh, I like the Ottawa Senators. They're two to one. I guess the Florida Panthers. The over under in this one is seven. It's a game where uh, the stakes are incredibly high for Florida. They're tied with the Islanders right now. Uh, they have wild card one. The Islanders have wild card two on a tiebreaker, uh, both on 87 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins on 86 points, just one point back. Florida just got a huge win against the Buffalo Sabres in what was essentially a playoff game on Tuesday night. That was their fourth win in a row in that stretch they've allowed five goals they've scored a bunch plus 12 goal differential 17 goals scored 12 uh, five against alex lyon journeyman minor league goaltender has played goals for florida in all those matches it looks like it's gonna be sergey bobrovsky in this one he's back from an illness that cost him a week they say he's healthy he would he should be good to go and in all likelihood will start whether it is lyon or or bobrovsky i like ottawa here I think the numbers should go up because I don't see many people wanting to bet against Florida in the spot. This is the classic must-win narrative. Will means you ha- will probably have to play a pre- premium if you want to get down on Florida. Since, yeah, f- sure you can say Ottawa are still in the race mathematically, but uh, they drop I think one point and they're done. But I still like Ottawa here because they're a team that gives you a consistent effort. They have offensive upside, and and while the defense is banged up, I mean they're banged up maybe is an understatement missing Jacob Trickerin and Thomas Shabbat and their goaltending. They played seven goalies this year. It's nothing new to them. Like this isn't something new to Ottawa where it's, you know, the, this is just what they've been dealing with all season. They have the ability to outscore. They have the ability to drive play. They're always a dangerous underdog because of their talent level. Uh, and I just think this number is going to get too big on Florida because they are hot. A lot of that is just, I think, been unsustainable goaltending from Alex Lyon coupled with a, a weak schedule, right? Like they blew out Montreal. They blew out Columbus. They were lucky to be Toronto. Buffalo, I think they played a pretty good game against. Uh, but still, like if Alex Lyon plays that the Alex Lyon level, they probably don't win that game. 
So I just think the market's going to get too high in Florida. So I'm going to go with Ottawa here, hoping for this number to tick up. Let's get your thoughts on the game, and then you can give out your your plus money pick in this one. Yeah, I think Ottawa's really respectable. I They played a really, really good game in Carolina. Okay. I actually was pissed. I went in on the Sens live and managed to middle another double loss because it was clear they were outplaying Carolina. And that was with some really debatable calls going their way. I thought of anything, they were going to be owed more makeup calls than they got in the third. The top line looked really, really good, which I thought was really promising in what was a really tough matchup versus Carolina. So yeah, I like it. I'm just a little scared that the blow up is coming in goal. I think it was really surprising surprising to see the buffalo game stay so low scoring um which is a bit of my angle here i still think florida's offense is a pretty elite and the guy i'm really targeting i think anthony duclair to score a goal is going to be an excellent play in this game hopefully it'll still be about plus 275 it was plus 310 versus buffalo in a game where florida was slightly less favored but with the same total so florida's implied total is, is higher in this one but i think probably losing 45 cents is fair and that is around what i would expect um duclair is generating a ton of chances he's shooting just two 2.5 percent on the season and this is a proven score he got robbed by levi in uh, the last game missed that one timer that got blocked on the empty net but i have faith that faith that he'll break through he's getting some really good chances playing with barkov um so i think there's a lot to like there he's Almost six goals below expected, having missed. That's only in 16 games. So if you look at it, that's basically right with the league leaders in uh, most unlucky shooters. And he's not a guy who's going to project to finish like this all year. Like He can score goals. So I think once the number starts to rise, his shooting percentage, that being uh, closer to his career mark, this is just going to be a really good play. I like the way he's playing. They're They're kind of consistently using him. So... You know, if you wanted to wait until he starts going off and then start really getting on in on this, fair. But this is like a pure goal scorer, I think, that's at a slightly reduced rate in a good spot. So for me, I think uh, the breakthrough's coming, and I want to target Duclair scoring in this game. Uh, on to the, the big board here. It's busy night Thursday. NHL's off on Friday. I know we said we might do a, an episode for the Saturday slate, which has all 32 teams in action, but... Uh, with the holidays, it, it just was not going to work out. But it is a really busy Thursday, and we'll start this section with the Leafs. They're plus 135 in Boston. The Bruins minus 155, the over-under six. This is a tough one to just break down because I think both teams will look to sit some guys. Uh, Boston more so than Toronto, I would think. Especially like if, if Tampa wins against the Rangers on Wednesday night, like, you know, they can maybe convince themselves they want to lock down home ice hundred percent, but it's, it's the type of game that if this was happening seven or eight weeks ago would have been very exciting. But uh, with the way the Bruins have just run away and the fact that the Leafs have been pigeonholed into the two, three matchup all season, it doesn't look that way. And I think Toronto's a little going to play things very cl- cautiously with, you know, they're going to get Ryan O'Reilly back in the lineup but I think he's going to take out another one of the big, you know, top six players, maybe see Joseph Wolf start. He's been good, but uh, there's just so much lineup uncertainty is the point for this one that it's hard to pick a spot. I would say it's at the prices, like assuming the lineups are going to be depleted. I would lean towards Toronto, but 
why 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 bet against the Boston Bruins at this point? You know, like it's kind of it feels like needless. Yeah, this whole game just feels like one I don't just kind of a lot of variables. Not something I think is just that I really want to get involved with. Um obviously there's the you know, both teams want to play really sharp hockey heading into the postseason. But I think like trying to kind of play mistake free and and like a clean game compared to having like real urgency in a spot that matters is, is kind of two different things. So for me, I don't really think it's a game I want to touch. I don't think it's a game we want to read too much into if say like Toronto plays good and beats Boston, that's not going to make me like look at the second round and be like, Oh wow, Toronto could beat them. And I know anyone who follows the Leafs would love to point that out because who cares what they do in the regular season. But I think it does kind of both go both ways where it's just like, this isn't the playoffs. There's five games left. Yes. The, the teams want to play good hockey heading into that, but I think that's a little different than, uh, you know, a spot where it, something's really on the line. So yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a, a weird game to try to get involved with. Uh, the Sabres and Red Wings next is a pick them in Detroit. Minus 110 each side, six and a half total. Uh, Buffalo loses in Florida on Tuesday night. That was a massive game for Buffalo. Like their biggest game in 11 or so years. Um, I thought they played all right. I thought they the, played great. Yeah. I uh, mean, like, they got good goaltending for once, but... Right, they got good goaltending. They could have had a bunch and just kind of... Had a goal it, taken so. off. And, and the, the first goal Florida scores hits off the post, then up Levi's back, and then it was... Yeah, I think you can argue both sides deserved to... You know, like, the Panthers were a deserving winner, and the, the Sabres maybe were deserving of a better result as well. But, um, you know, it does feel like it could be a little bit of a letdown spot. Tage Thompson played. He didn't look all that great. Like, he's cer- certainly uh, still banged up. Like this Leafs-Bruins game, I just don't really see a, a reason to get involved uh, with this one. I think J.J. Paterka's anytime goal scorer price, you you, you mentioned Duclair. Um, we'll start building out a little round robin here. I'll mention Paterka. He, I feel like he's always a little undervalued. He's going to be, he was five to one to score against Florida. That number should come down a little bit in this one. Um, but he's, he's someone who I always feel dangerous. That second line's good. Uh, and he gets some power play time as well. So uh, Paterka, anytime goal scorer will be, the one that I circle here. Yeah. And I'd say, keep your eye out on uh, if Thompson did sit play middle stat props, it's been really good to us when he subs in, if you're just playing point power play point um, when he's gotten on the top line, he got some usage there when Skinner was suspended and he got some usage there when Thompson had his last uh, stint on the IR. So if maybe Tage was fighting something and is now kind of at the point where that they're done, he doesn't want to play through it or whatever, that would be something to keep an eye out for as well and uh yeah with regards to the game i kind of lean buffalo if they're gonna start getting goaltending i still think this is a pretty pretty strong team but detroit's uh showing enough that kind of just the lean sabers what about the blue jackets plus 320 against the devils uh new jersey minus 390 at home the over under seven jersey still has a chance to chase down carolina i think they actually might fancy themselves here in this race uh with they're three points back, and they've played a, one more game than Carolina, but Carolina has, since since Svechnikov's gone out, like it's they're just not playing 
the margin for error is just so much thinner. We saw it against the Senators too. Like they get to go to overtime. They beat the Islanders in a one goal win. It's just not been, it's not been discouraging, but it's not like you, you almost were maybe looking for a little more. This team could easily lose two in a row. Um, Carolina and the Devils can win two in a row and all of a sudden, you know, sneak out with the division. So, um, and they're set up nicely here. Jet Greaves will, I'm assuming, will start for Columbus. I don't know if they've named anyone, but he played really well against Toronto the other night. 46 saves and a 3-2 loss. Uh, maybe something with his alternate save total or something, but uh, in terms of a game, nothing. Yeah, I actually thought that, if anything, it seemed like Toronto was a little flat, even though they got 48 shots, 49 shots. But that's just a comment like, Columbus is so so depleted right now. It's like they're they're skating out the year and they're in tough. So I don't mind the I kind of like the Greaves saves look, but I also wouldn't be surprised. Like it seemed like Toronto didn't open them up as much as you might expect on like some of the truly elite chances. And I I kind of like it, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see like it blow up a little bit more. So some that you can just get shot prop team shot props out there. They're a little more rare, but. Like there's some spots where I think those are starting to have more merit if you can play them. And this could be one of those as well, because I think it would need to be a high, high number. Like the devils are probably hitting 40, 42 on average here, 43 shots on goal. So something to keep an eye out for, I'd say. Uh, a huge one between the wild and penguins for both teams, Minnesota's plus one Oh five in Pittsburgh. Penguins coming back minus 125 off of a blowout loss to the Devils. Pittsburgh now has the 25th best record in the NHL since Christmas, which kind of just a point to make about this wild card race. While the Islanders and Panthers were not good for a large portion of the season. Now, like I think objectively we can say Pittsburgh is probably <laughs> the worst team of the group um, as it stands right now but they have the easiest schedule uh, after this wild game. So we'll see how it shakes out. Like they do play the blue jackets and uh, they close with the blue jackets. They have the red wings and, and the Blackhawks. So even if they lose to Minnesota, it's they're they're still in it. They are, like I said, a, a, a slight home favorite, the total six and a half. Minnesota will start Mark Andre Fleury. They already confirmed that, which is a fun little wrinkle. As for the wild, they have they have everything to play for. Uh, the Avalanche, Star, Stars, and Minnesota are all tied on 98 points atop the Central Division. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. Uh, none of them are in action on Wednesday night. So, And all three of them are in action uh, on Thursday. So huge, huge game. Huge chance for somebody to, to, to grab a stranglehold of the division title or division, first place of the division. Uh, I would say it's looks like Minnesota or nothing here. Like you just can't trust Pittsburgh as a favorite, even at home. And even with the prices and all that crazy, they break down too much. The defense is depleted. The goaltending is oof. So like it gets a team like Minnesota where they'll make it tough for a team like Pittsburgh, who's now just trying to generate and outscore their issues. Uh, it's hard to do that against Minnesota right now. So, Stylistically, I would lean towards Minnesota. I uh, just would would have wanted a, like a little bit of a bigger number. Yeah, I actually I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh. I still think 
they got dummied by New Jersey, whatever. New Jersey's one of the truly elite sides. I still think like this matchup, I expect Pittsburgh to control more, more of the play. If they get decent goaltending, I like their chance. I had a good eye. I was excited to watch for Gustafsson saves. And Flurry, I'll probably still play it, but I still just rate him so much worse big picture that it scares me if uh, Pittsburgh's more likely to get a lead and that sort of thing. Because I think they will be able to get a good amount of chances on the net here. Their top stars are still playing so well. They got oh, shut wow. down versus New Jersey, which happens. It's And it's not that I think this is a well-rounded team, but I think in these spots, they're going to have more of those guys making a difference than what Minnesota has. And Minnie's giving up the last three games. They're giving up like 35 shots. And Vegas hadn't been... T- tilting the ice versus anyone and then you know those so i don't know where i think the wild are at altogether and they, the other thing is like i think they are really trying to sag behind the puck and avoid the big breakdowns and just insulate their goalies which is a good thing playing pittsburgh like that that kind of makes a yeah. case for them but i i think this is like a game script where we should see a lot of penguins shots so that's kind of one thing i'm watching and yeah like some of the flaws we everyone i guess i should i was I'm going to say we, and then I'll say anyone who follows hockey closely, was really suspicious of the Grandland pickup. He has been trash. So you you go and you pick up a player that nobody thought was good anymore, and he does nothing. It's a pretty bad look. I think you might see new management this year. I know that's what Penguins fans want. I've seen uh, some fans saying the lone bright spot of a playoff miss as opposed to making the playoffs and losing in like five is that that might guarantee new management so yeah i think that's something to keep an eye on i don't want to sound like i'm actually rating the penguins that high but it's kind of a combination of the spot and i still i don't think the wild are playing that good they've got the ridiculous team save percentage rolling for so long they are kind of due for one like the the monday game where dorfe have tied it late and then they lose in a shootout so we'll see i yeah i I'd like to see the wild pull it out for uh, futures related reasons, but I'm, I'm not overly convinced. Hockey betting season is here. So get in on the action with the King of Sportsbooks. sign up with BetMGM using bonus code action and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Capitals, your capitals. 
in Montreal against the Habs over under six and a half caps minus 165 on the road Habs plus 140 at home I mean I got nothing here I would maybe play the, the Canadians if the number like ticked up more uh, but because maybe Washington is playing out the string no TJ Oshi, but uh, no, no interest for me yeah I actually I thought this would be a good spot to consider Montreal but I think the price is way, way yeah. closer than I expected, which has me thinking just, I guess, pass. Like, this is at the point where I almost am, like, starting to consider the Caps because it's that far from what I thought it might be. Montreal has – their injury situation is as bad as it's been. We, yeah. I was kind of kicking myself, especially because I got roasted on Tuesday night, uh, handicapping-wise, for not just stacking it on Detroit. I looked at the game. I could not figure out how it opened as a pick and then – I think the case that it shouldn't have opened as a pick was pretty clear 15 minutes into the game when it was just domination and Caden Primo was not very sharp. So I think Montreal's really regressed closer to like a full bat blown lottery team. But I had kind of thought that like after that game and the way it went, maybe they'll bounce back a little at home. They've been sharper at home. And then I thought that odds makers might see this as like when we're the caps are a way heavier favorite, but they didn't. So I guess it's all kind of just moot. It's it's a little bit of a similar story for me in the next one too. Uh, Rangers on a back-to-back, minus 150 in St. Louis, Blues plus 130 and over six and a half. I know the Rangers are traveling from New York to St. Louis. They'll play their backup. Uh, I was hoping to maybe get a little bit of a bigger number against the Blues. Uh, though, I do think this is a good prop game. Uh, Sammy Blay. Scored again the other night. I think he's up to nine on the year. And he's, I mean, like it's, it's, it might seem square just to do it because he's playing his former team. But he's getting minutes. He's getting opportunity. And you know, he's just going to be firing uh, the puck at all cylinders. And maybe you get a kind of a, a lackadaisical effort from the, the Rangers that helps his cause because they'll be playing Tampa Bay on Wednesday night at the Garden. So, Let's throw him in that 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 round robin, Sammy Blay. Yeah, I think this is a good game. I lean uh, the Blues. I think this is a great game to back the over is my my preferred play of all because I do not trust. I think Bennington will get to play again after what was, uh, I guess, respectable performance versus Philly. He's pretty lucky the puck just happened. I don't know if you saw that sequence at the end of the game when it was 3-2. There's a one time that kicked out in the slot and he's like on the ground swimming and it just hits him. Uh, and I thought St. Louis defensive play looked pretty shoddy as per usual in that matchup, especially once Philly kind of caught their legs. So versus a significantly more high powered Rangers team. I like that, but I also think we kind of know how New York might look in this spot. They haven't been defending super, super well. It'll be Halak. So I think there's some good avenues for, uh, some goals to come up on the board and maybe another one, like, especially, I I don't know if I'll play it tonight, but Kane has been plus 270 to record a power play point versus Mika and Panarin, who are like plus 130. I don't know if they fixed that for tonight's game, but that's just something to keep an eye on because I really don't get it. If they're all going to play power play one, especially with Kane setting it up, I think that they're going to produce pretty even power play points. And I also, I really believe in the Rangers power play. I know they're fighting to figure out how they want to run it, and it's actually been a concern, but... I, I just can't look away from how this should set up. Like they got a great net front presence. Pan, uh, Mika's got such a good one-timer. 
Panner moves the puck so well. He can shoot it too. Kreider's good net front guy. Fox is an excellent quarterback. And then Kane's great stirring the drink on the wall. So I just think like long-term, that's going to be a significant strength of New York's. So that's kind of what I want to target in games where they're going to score a lot of uh, goals. So I think keep an eye on that. Kane's Kane's plus 245 tonight versus Tampa. So we'll see. On to Carolina and Nashville now. Uh, Carolina on the on the road minus one seventy five. Preds plus one fifty at home. Uh, five and a half total. I got nothing. Like, I know you were on Jack Jury to score. Uh, he is pretty quiet too. It's kind yeah, of bad. I had pretty bad takes in that game. Honestly, I didn't really think Ottawa was going to kind of take it to them, and their top lines were just a lot better than the Canes' top lines. Anything for this one? No, not really. I'll give a shout out. I think Nashville's like fighting hard and their win over Vegas was pretty impressive. So it's kind of a fun story. Like it's one I'd almost rather enjoy than uh, the situation I'm in where I kind of bet on them to miss the playoffs and pigeonholed myself into a corner here. But they're really playing like a good tight structured team game. They just don't have the bodies to hold much of the puck. So I don't know. The number looks about right. Maybe Carolina bounces back with a big game, but yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's it, you try not to read too much into this, but Wednesday night, the Flames and Jets play. Let's say Calgary wins that. I think you, you, you then Nashville becomes even a little bit more alive because there'll be three points behind each of those teams uh, with a game in hand on each two on, on the Flames, so. Yeah, the, I mean it is it is it is a cool story. It's, they they did it a couple of years ago and Saros just got like red hot and it's kind of following a similar pattern. So yeah, tip your caps to to Nashville. It's one where it's like if you're gonna watch it because you're a hockey fan and it's a, it's you, you want to. It, it'll be a good environment, especially like I said, if Calgary wins on Wednesday, uh, and you want to throw like twenty bucks on the game, like, like I wouldn't blame anyone for betting the Preds. Yeah, and it's one of those stories like it's nice to see. Like you can be proud as a Preds fan that right. you sold and looking to, but everyone in that room deserves a lot of credit because like they shouldn't be doing this. Like I've been questioning the talent on the roster that's left for ten games, and they keep yeah, and they played a lot of these last few games with without Duchesne, without Forsberg, without Yossi. It's yeah, um, very nice. The Flyers and Stars next. Philly plus two thirty. On the road, Dallas minus 275. The over-under is five and a half. Oh, excuse me, the over-under is six. Um, it would have to be Philadelphia for me, but uh, the Stars, like, they, they, they're still in the mix for the Central Division. I think both of us are a little skeptical about their ceiling in just like in the Western Conference picture overall, but uh, yeah, I mean, I actually can think more. I think about it, the more I, I would like a bet on on Philadelphia here. Yeah, if they had heart, I could definitely see myself going there. I thought Urson that Pitlick goal is pretty bad. Like he had a lot of net to shoot at for what it was, and um, I thought he looked pretty iffy, and that kind of blew up that bet for us. But if Hart came back, I could see getting into that. And I think maybe the over I could see. Dallas has kind of been starting to play a little worse defensively. Um, so 
that's kind of my thoughts there. Kind of Philly lean, maybe a sneaky spot for some goals as well. Chicago and Vancouver uh, next. Hawks plus one eighty off of. I do. I was kicking myself for not betting Chicago against Calgary. I just knew that the Flames would lose that game. It was just so obvious. Like the whole their whole season was leading to that moment, and I wasn't around to to enjoy it. Uh, they're plus one eighty in Vancouver to take on the Canucks minus two ten over under six and a half. Uh, nothing for me. Yeah, I've got nothing here. I think maybe, and that was the other one. I hope I should have specifically said that I would wait to play Vancouver with uh, Delia going. Like since we were saying lean towards uh, him playing, and then he starts, and I thought he was horrible. Like that first goal was a complete muffin, and then they just got deflated from there. They're up two zero. So I think that's just the one note, like you'd think Demko's for sure back for this one, which makes me see it maybe as like a good bounce block spot. I think Talkett's still got them competing hard. They've lost four straight. So maybe a reasonable look on Van Toon in regulation, but I think that's, yeah, kind of Van or pass for me. And to talk about like the Chicago game, they did what they had to do and they finished everything. And I don't even know, I thought that was the best Markstrom had played in a while and that was giving up a full goal above expected. But I think that was the first one where you could watch the goals back and say these were goals. Like you could watch them back and be like, uh, most NHLers, NHL goalies probably don't save any of those. If maybe one, I think a lot of goalies, maybe the Wagner shot they don't have a hole in them, but like, I, I feel like Chicago kind of just held in there and did what they had to. They picked off some of those turnovers, but I don't know if, I, I still rate them. Like, I think this team's a mess right now. Also, the Flames just completely fucked the Chicago last bet. <laughs> now, if they lose out, we still need some one of those, both those teams to get a point. So that hurts. <sighs> Flames losing me money even when I don't bet the game. Uh, Coyotes and Kraken. They're meeting again. Seattle just whooped them the other night. They are minus 350 at home. Coyotes plus 290 on the road. Six and a half total. Uh, anything for you here? No, I didn't see much. I, I thought the prices looked pretty sharp. This is a win and you're in game at home for the Kraken. So that's kind of a fun, uh, you know, environment, I think, for, you know, it's been a really, really good story. I hope the Kraken... Their defensive game, and they've been playing a ton of weak teams. Everyone knows that they had the easy schedule down the stretch, which was why there's a good case to be made that they could hang around. But their defensive play has been really, really sharp lately. Like They're playing excellent as a team. But the problem is the goaltending is just so mid, which is why I think everyone wants to play them in the playoffs. So I've got my eye on the Kraken, but I I think in this game probably looks uh, fair or maybe lean Arizona. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up betting the Coyotes here. I think as more and more people realize that Seattle wins and is and is in, more and more money will come in on on Seattle, and that should provide a little bit value on a pretty dangerous Coyotes team. Coyotes in a in a revenge spot. I think they got one or two more wins than in them for the rest of the season. So, thank you, Coyotes. We'll see you again. Uh, before we get to top shelf bets, let's talk Avs and Sharks again. Avalanche minus two thirty, Sharks plus one ninety five. Over under six and a half. The Sharks, we didn't mention it on our last uh, episode. 
which we should have because then they played the Avalanche. Uh, was they won a couple games in a row after losing a bunch of games in a row and kind of screwed themselves in the uh, lottery race, the tank to the bottom. Uh, but this feels like a, a another chance for them to rectify that with with a loss. And one name I'll keep an eye on, and we can perhaps chuck him in the round robin. In fact, let's just do it. Uh, is uh. Erod Evan Rodriguez, who's been playing, he's usually a center. He's been playing up on on a wing with with McKinnon and uh, Miko Rantanen, so not a bad spot to be. Usually, he's a decent price. I think he was around plus two eighty last game, so we'll toss Erod in there. Okay, I'm gonna say. I mean, he might only be like plus one ten to score in this game, but I kind of think Rantanen gets fifty here. Yeah, and then that's another one if I'm watching live. Yeah. And the Avs are up specifically two goals late, then definitely play Miko Rantanen last goal scorer because it is going to be like specifically up two is always when I say that is the absolute print spot because then teams can just completely fuck around and try to get their guy his his empty netter. So I'm going to watch for that. I think he's still playing good. He kind of got nicked up at the end of that last game too. So maybe you know keep your keep your eye on that if it seems like he's a little beat up, but. I think Rantanen's going to hit 50 before the year ends, so I'm going to look to play for that. All right, that brings us to Top Shelf Bets, uh, our favorite bets for Thursday, April 6th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies! I'm going to go first, because we'll spend some time on the game you're going to circle. Uh, the Kings and Knights, plus 115. Los Angeles is on the road. Vegas, minus 135, over under six. LA's been banged up. Missing some key players, but it looks like they might come back. Uh, specifically, we're talking about Fiala, Mikey Anderson. Um, but I think the key here is that we might see Jonathan Quick start this one, considering it's his old team. Uh, and coaches love to put their goalies in those spots. Uh, if that's the case, I really like Los Angeles. I think these two teams are you know, peers. Like, they're dead equal. Uh, I think... Edmonton's the best team in the Pacific. Then these two are, you know, they're not far behind, but they are maybe on equal footing. And the goaltending looks like the edge goes to Los Angeles, especially if it's quick in goal for the Knights. So give me the Kings is my favorite bet. Yeah, I actually think uh, I would rate the Kings above. I'm going to say this with noting the fact that we know Stone might be out. Right. But let's say that um, Anderson and Fiala are in. And specifically, even Velarde's really underrated guy, which is kind of just the whole Kings MO. Just a bunch of good two-way guys that nobody really knows about. Especially if you're an East Coaster, I think that's like a real, you know, you're not staying up and watching the Kings too often. But I think that I actually rate them better than Vegas. I think they're a better team, specifically if Corpus Allo continues to play well relative to Quick and whatever Vegas has. It's a little more debatable, like if Vegas had their starters, if they had Stone, that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm not trying to get on Vegas here. and and uh, But I, I think with, like, what the Kings should have for the start of the playoffs, I actually think they're a slightly better team. I like their chances a little more of making a, a run. So I, I completely see your, your thoughts here with the Kings. They're a team I really like. So, yeah. And yeah, to, like, defend them. They played pretty well versus Edmonton. I For what I've seen about Oilers fans when, like, Evander Kane is missing a game. 
you can't be talking like you just beat the Kings. They didn't have their best forward. They didn't have their top defender. Like that's not, right. you know, you, you didn't beat the the actual team, especially if your behavior when you're missing like one winger is, you know. So anyways, that series is going to be unreal. I hope it, 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 you know, they can avoid it. Maybe if the Kings win this game, but Vegas is already sitting so good. I think if they win two of these games, no one can catch them. Is that right? In the division. So yeah, I think, We'll see. It's it's an interesting spot in that regard. All right, we got to do it. Uh, we'll flip it to your best bet. Tampa Bay on the island, taking on the Islanders. Uh, Bolts are minus 105. Islanders minus 115 at home. Total five and a half. Vasilevsky starting for the Bolts Wednesday night. You'd think that'd be a break for the Islanders, but with the way the Islanders play, I'd, it scares me the same, whether it's Brian Elliott or Vasilevsky. Uh I'll flip it to you uh, before I chime in. Yeah, so I think on first glance, you might look at this and say minus 115 for the Islanders, who are a slight favorite over Tampa, is uh, a little underwhelming. But when you consider the spot, I think that it is is actually a really good price because this just sets up so well for an Islanders team that is you know, playing for so much more and they're... Uh, they're just all the intricacies of this spot favor New York so much. Like, I think that there's a realistic world where Tampa sit their guys where they might not play them full minutes. Um, I think they're just the Islanders are going to have so much more urgency and, and yeah, it's, I think just a really tough spot. And we've seen Tampa, like not kind of be all there in these kind of nights all season long. So I think minus 115, if you get on that early, is a great price. I think that there's a world where you gain a ton of line value because Tampa ends up not going back-to-back with their uh, superstars, which is realistic. They're not playing for much. They're playing tonight in New York. So I think this is just one where like a heavy, annoying Islanders team <laughs> just has a lot of the edges and then a massive edge and goal. So, And I, I would note, like, I think that Elliot starting is kind of already baked into the price a little bit, but so I'm not really expecting like that bump in line value where like if once Elliot's announced, then it moves. Cause I kind of think this is already factoring that in finally, but seems like a great number to me. And I think it's just such a good spot for the Islanders to try and close out the playoff berth versus like a close it out. They got a lot more work. Even if they win, they got so much work to do. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I mean. You need this one though, or you're starting yeah. to get, into dicey territory and i think they can already just make it dicey such territory a, like, such a tough spot for tampa where it's yeah. just like do they want to grind one out probably not i know that's yeah. a lot to into like a motivation narrative but late season back-to-back tired team might not even play their stars and then you're going to be sitting with an excellent ticket i just think like you got to pick out some spots to rest your stars of your Tampa. It's a back-to-back, not the perfect one. They've done so many studies, and that's one of the things these teams are watching now is on the, where players, they're watching different, monitoring different things in their bodies and gauging who could potentially be more likely for an injury soon. And the back-to-backs are the ones where I think those factors are going off the most. So, yeah, give me the aisles here. I think it's a great bet. Give you the aisles. I'll probably be on the aisles. I'll be in the building. Um and I like uh, Kyle Palmieri to be an anytime goal scorer as the fifth leg uh, of this round robin. The Nelson Engvall Palmieri line has been really good for the Islanders, even in a game where they generated nothing against the Hurricanes. 
that line was dangerous. And it's a lot of it is Pierre Engvall, his ability to exit and enter the zone with his speed, his ability to turn uh, uh, a nothing play into an odd man rush really quickly. For a team like the Islanders that loves to be behind the puck and put as many bodies in the neutral zone as they can, I don't think teams... I, this is something I've noticed since Engvall's come, as I don't think teams un, understand what how much he changes the team because he is not only the fastest skater on the team, but he's like the only guy who's got that kind of speed uh, in the forward ranks with Barzell out. So it's almost like teams just aren't expecting it. Like they'll, they'll, they're okay playing a little high risk um, hockey against the Islanders because uh, they're not going to punish them down the ice with, with, you know, blow by him with, with speed. But what Engvall does is then he's, if, if he's on the ice with these two guys, both of which Nelson and Palmieri are great finishers, uh, those those scoring chances are starting to to show up like basically on a period by period basis. Uh and Palmieri's been playing really good hockey. He's healthy. That line's been going. He should be a, a bigger price. I think if, if Nelson Nelson's usually one of the favorites on the Islanders to be an anytime goal scorer, if not the favorite, while Palmieri will be like double his odds. If they flipped, I would just say, you know, do Nelson. But with uh with the value you'll get on Palmieri, I'll take him. So Palmieri anytime goal scorer for for me in that one. And we'll wrap it up there. It's the Islanders as your best bet. The Kings for me. My favorite underdog, the Ottawa Senators. I think you can probably wait that one out. It's 2-1 to one right now. Uh, and you liked Anthony Duclair in that game as an anytime goal scorer. Duclair headlines our uh, round robin, which also includes J- uh, J.J. Paterka, Sammy Blay, Evan Rodriguez, and Kyle Palmieri. Should be a pretty big one if it came through. So maybe an Easter miracle for you, me, and the listeners. Uh, For Nick Martin, this has been Line Change presented by BetMGM. We will see you again uh, next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.